0: Hi everybody, this is Adrienne Garland and welcome to Sugar Coated. Today is a very special day. I cannot wait to introduce you to Yuri Chu sue She is extraordinary. She is a digital nomad, a world traveler, an entrepreneur, an online business manager, and she helps me out with a lot of things At she leads media so I can't wait to uh, talk to her today so that she can tell us about the many journeys that she's been on over these last couple of years welcome
1: to sugar-coated Yuri thank you so much Adrian I am so honored to be here this is so special (laughs) this is
0: special I know that you have been sort of traveling around the world uh, for the past couple of, of years, uh, right? Let's back up though. Let's Let's not start with okay. where we are today. Let's back up and talk a little bit about how you got to where you are today. So if you could just let everybody know a little bit about your background, professionally, personally, and then we can get into the juicy stuff.
1: Yes, yeah, sounds good. So how I got here today... I guess it all roots to where I'm from and my origin story. So, I am Chinese, 100% Chinese, but I was born and raised in Peru. And when I was nine, I moved to Canada. So, in a way, I am tricultural. And I think from a young age, I've been exposed to multiple countries and people from all over. And that got my curiosity sparked from a very young age. And I have followed that continuously, continuously, and continuously. And it definitely has led me to a lot of journeys and adventures and where I am today. Awesome.
0: So before becoming a online business manager, online digital manager, what did you do professionally?
1: I was an auditor at a big four firm. And for those of you listeners who don't know what a big four is, it's one of the four largest accounting and and All sorts of things, but accounting, tax related kind of services um, around the world. So these big four companies, I was part of one of them. And funny enough, um, my host here, Adrian, was in the same one, not the same Mm -hmm. office, but we both worked at PwC, which is a big coincidence. Um, I used to be an auditor. So an auditor, for those of you who don't know, I essentially verified and checked the accountant's work. So... I have my CPA, my Charter Professional Accountant designation, but I left that world behind as soon as I could. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I get it. And remember,
0: this is uh, sugar-coated. So (laughs) um, this is all about having conversations that are not sugar-coated. I think it's super important for uh, people to realize that you know, you can sort of be on one path and you can find out that it's really not right for you uh, for a variety of reasons, whether that's, you know, professionally or personally. I know I've talked on this show before about my journey through corporate and how eventually that wasn't for me you know, mm-hmm. either what was the what was sort of the moment that you realized that you know working as an auditor, working at PwC was sort of not for you, and that you wanted to do something different.
1: Yeah, so that's a great question. I can't quite pinpoint a moment. I think it was just a build, a gradual build. But when I realized that no one around me was really happy, and that the people who were my superiors also weren't happy and i constantly saw people leave it just it was a realization that this is not the life i want and the work in itself was not fulfilling and i've always been somebody who's done things out of joy and it became really hard to find joy in what i did yeah but unfortunately i couldn't leave the firm until i got my designation so those were some very grueling years and I definitely experienced a lot of hardship during those corporate years, which makes me so grateful to be in the position that I am now since I have left that world behind. So how long ago did you leave that world behind? Yeah, so funny enough, I quit on December of 2019. December 20th, 2019. And I quit with the intention of traveling the world in 2020. And obviously 2020 was a very different year than most of us expected. But um. I, after working at PwC for over three years, as a gift to myself, you know, I told myself that I would follow my dreams and see the world. So I quit in 2019 and the beginning of 2020 before any of the craziness started. As actually did leave, I left Toronto with a backpack, a one-way ticket, I said goodbye to all my friends. I emotionally was prepared for this new journey and life had other plans. (laughs) So, where did you move to from Toronto? So, there was no destination particularly, but I wanted to go to Asia. So, I have Asian roots and I wanted to go to Asia, particularly Bali, um, but I never quite made it. But um, I went to Europe for a couple of months. And when, you know, borders were closing, I had to go back home.
0: Mmm. And so you
1: were back home in Toronto, and then you started
0: traveling again when things opened up. So take us through that journey a little bit.
1: Yeah, so I came back home in March 2020 and moved back in with my parents, which was a very sudden shift of having, you know, in a way, absolute freedom and traveling to now going back into living with your parents. Mm -hmm. And... I moved out of my parents' home, lived, moved in with a really good friend of mine. And I told myself that once I moved out, I would begin working for myself. And I gave myself, literally, I moved in August 11th. And the last week of July, I landed my first you know, client as an entrepreneur. That's and amazing. That, and that began, and you know who this person is. This person is Jennifer Dawn, yeah. <laughs> who is someone we both know very closely. And I started working as a virtual assistant for her. So this was almost to the day uh two years ago. Wow. Yeah. So
0: in sort of you stopped working. I'm I'm sure that there was a lot of stability, even though it was like unstable from an emotional and, and almost professional perspective, but there was a lot of stability with that paycheck, right? That that's always like the those golden handcuffs. So you went yeah. from this like, international, you know, hundreds of thousands of people working at this firm around the world to being on your own and having to find your own
1: clients. What was that like for you? Yeah, that was a lot of uncertainty for sure. And yeah, you said it exactly right. Um, The stability of these, you know, companies in the corporate world is that you know, you do get a paycheck every two weeks, and you have benefits, and you have a title in a company to fall back on. And when you leave that behind, you're in a way starting from scratch, uh, which is definitely very scary. And I will have to say that I'm very blessed and grateful that I saw people do that before me, mm. and I saw that it was possible mm. to, you know, pave your own way and find your own clients and live this life where you you get to pick who you get to work with. And you can make money by yourself and with your own company. So it was scary. And doing it in a pandemic was definitely a new level of (laughs) uncertainty. But I was very blessed that my first client um, took me in when I did. And with her, I grew a lot. And um, she grew fast. And I grew alongside with her. And one big thing that helped me was that in my corporate life, I gained a lot of skills and a lot of you know, um, yeah, transferable skills that I could quickly use in my entrepreneurial journey, which is something I never have thought about before I quit. Yeah.
0: So, you know, when you are working in corporate, you know, you're either showing up to the office every day or, you know, there's virtual, there's, you know, meetings that you have to attend every day. Now that you are sort of traveling around the world and working, um, you know, you're working from many different locations. How is it that you're able to kind of balance all of that because different time zones? If you have one client that, you know, relies on you, how do you, how do you really balance through all of that and, you know, pursue your joy by doing the thing that you love, which is traveling?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. It's a lot of being open-minded and being flexible, but also being disciplined. You
0: Mm -hmm. know, you have
1: your priorities and mine look very different than someone who works in a corporate, a corporate job. So I obviously have my clients that I, have to show up for and and get the work done. But I also want to experience where I'm traveling and and have local experiences and meet people and have that flexibility. So my day-to-day looks completely different. There isn't one day that's the, the same as the other, but I'm a person that really grounds in her routines and her habits. So having the tools and the systems in place to help you work um, and do good work good focused work really does allow me to live this lifestyle but it is a lot of discipline and sometimes compromise you, know, you can't do everything and thankfully I've done a lot of work on myself that I know how I operate and when I'm expending too much energy in something so I know that I need to recharge and how to recharge um, so having a mix of you know Taking care of yourself mentally, physically, spiritually, and also having the right tools, like the right calendar, the right um, project management tool, um, the right note-taking tool. Just all these things that I have built over the years have added up to me being able to live a very flexible and really epic life, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. So Yuri, you have been to,
0: even just over these last couple of months, really, you've been to so many different places. Can you talk a little bit about these different places? And I also know that there's something very exciting that you're (laughs) embarking upon now. So I'd love to hear about that as well.
1: Yes. So in April, I left Toronto again. (laughs) And this time I took the trip that I wanted to take, you know, two years ago, which was to go to Bali. And um, I fulfilled this dream of mine, uh, which was to go to Bali. I've been called to, here, to Bali for so long, not here, but to Bali for so long. I spent four months there, which was absolutely a dream come true. I could talk about Bali forever. Um, it's one of my favorite places in the entire world. And I recommend everybody to go there at least once in their life. And I'm sure if you go there once, you'll want to come back because it is just that special. And in that time, I actually had to leave for a visa run because my visa expired. But in that run, I went to Singapore and Malaysia, which was uh, very nice as well. And then I, at the end of my trip in Bali, I went to Thailand for a couple of weeks. So I got to see a bunch of uh, countries in Southeast Asia, which has been, yeah, a dream of mine since before the pandemic. And now I'm in Croatia starting an incredibly just serendipitous, epic adventure. Well, tell us
0: a little bit about that because it's not just that you're in Croatia and that was some place that you just kind of picked off a a map. Tell us a little bit about why uh, you're starting out in Croatia.
1: Yeah, so in a way, Croatia picked me and I'll get more into that. So years ago, I learned about this program called Remote Year and essentially it's a work and travel program for people who work online um, and it is particularly focused on community. So a group of people go on these journeys together and they live in one month in one country at a time and you move together. And they have different lengths for these programs, one month, four months, and 12 months. And I'm actually doing a 12-month program. So over the next 12 months, I'll be traveling and living in 12 different countries, spanning over three continents with the same group of people. Wow. Wow. Wow, I hope that you like those people. (laughs) Because that could be bad. (laughs) That's funny that you say that. And I'm officially a week in. And I feel like I've been in this program for months and months now. Wow! It's already been so much more than I could have ever imagined. There's already all these friendships, bonds, connections forming. And I'm very fortunate that my group is spectacular. We have such a range of people from as young as 22 to, I believe, almost in their 60s. Oh my goodness. All stages of life. Uh, yeah. And it's only been a week and I feel like I've lived in a way like a lifetime with these people. It's, wow. it's pretty crazy.
0: I just <laughs> love that. I think it's so interesting too, because um, it's not just about you know traveling around and couch surfing. The, this group <laughs> is focused on working and traveling and yes. experiencing something together, having that community that you're, you don't have to with every country that you go to establish new relationships and then move on. Um, so that yeah. is a really beautiful thing.
1: Yeah. You said it perfectly because as a traveler myself I've taken many solo travels and as amazing as travel can be it can be quite exhausting and lonely and having to find you know where to work and or the groups of people to hang out with can be really difficult and it's not for everybody it really isn't and this program takes all of that away they literally plan everything to for you your apartment your co-working so that's a, the huge the biggest part is the co-working. for me because I always know I have somewhere that I can always go to 24-7 with good Wi-Fi that I can take calls, you know, do my work and be productive. And it's funny because, you know, in the past week I've been there a couple of times and the first time that I sat down on one of these chairs, (laughs) it almost transported me back to PwC, but it felt so (laughs) <laughs> so good to be in a proper ergonomic cushion <laughs> with a desk. I had a call. I, took, I had a phone booth. It was quiet. There was a kitchen. Wow. And I was like, wow, I haven't been in an office in so long.
0: Yeah. So that was
1: so nice. And being in that space, I kid you not, I was so productive because yeah. everybody around you is in that same mode. So that helps you as well. It's like going to the gym and seeing someone work out really hard. It makes you want to work out harder. It was the same thing. So this and the co-working aspect of it is so uh, important because most of us, not all of us, most of us are working. Yeah. So even though it can be hard to balance that out as well, just knowing that you're not alone is such a big part of being able to really enjoy this experience.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I really do think that it's so nice that everybody that's in the program has that same perspective and point of view and that you sort of have to work uh, yeah. in order to to do this, right? Yes. This isn't just like people getting together. This is a program that yeah. is, you know, that you have to be become a part of. How many people are... I'm sure they're moving in and out with like the three months or, or whatever, but yeah. how many people are there like sort of on average?
1: Well, so I don't know what the average number is, but I can tell you the stats of my program. So for the 12 month, we have 27 people who signed up for it. Wow. And, but the beautiful part of that as well is that there are one month programs offered. So we have an additional six people who are joining us for the, just the one month. And that will also happen throughout the year. So we'll always wow. have new energy new people to meet and also something else that's super cool is that uh, these journeys and I call them journeys because they start in different places around the world in different months and sometimes they overlap so sometimes for example in the future my my group will meet other remote year groups having their own journeys Wow! so there's always new energy new connections and it's just Pretty abundant. I'll, say, I'll yeah. use that word. Um, it's yeah. really amazing.
0: Yeah. Do they put together, uh, like, do they bring in like a guest speaker
1: or organize some type of an outing or something like that? Yeah. So that's a great question, and absolutely. So, alongside the apartment and the co working that you're paying for, you're also paying for a community leader who travels with you. So they're like your, in a way, like your, your sure. But. Yeah. Your, <laughs> Your guide, your shortcut. Your yeah. guide, your guide, exactly. And they also have city managers. So in each country that you visit, they'll have people who are local to that city who know everything. Wow. And by everything, I mean everything. And I'm gonna give a shout-out to Ivana because Ivana, <laughs> I've been in Split for now one week and I've learned An entire history book,
0: (laughs) an entire history book
1: and geography book and everything because Ivana is amazing. She's just literally a Wikipedia, and just being around people who know the local language, the culture, like. And the first week, we had an activity every single day planned for us, and it's optional. You don't have to do it, but we've had walking tour, culture lesson, language class, a shipyard tour like wow. all these things that I would have never done on my own or maybe I would have but maybe one thing and you never see the person again and she was commenting on this yesterday funny enough because we had a one and dine in the oldest city in Europe oldest town oh. in Europe and wow. there was like 20 of us and it was just beautiful and I sat beside her at some point and she was saying how you know remote year really offers you just that opportunity to make those connections Mm. because it's not just a one-time thing that you will see the person, but you actually get to see them over and over and over. And they are like your go-to person. So like, for example, where can I go to watch the best sunsets? And they'll give you a whole list of recommendations or how can I get to the, you know the side trip? And Remote Ear also facilitates that. So they have this marketplace. Mm. So for each city, and they'll have like a split Courageous marketplace and you can buy experiences And they also give you a credit included into your fee that you pay them, that you get, you know, the certain amount of money that you can spend. And that's how it did the wine and dine. People did rafting, there's canyoning, there's a traditional dance class I'm doing tomorrow, there's cooking clubs. This is incredible. It's incredible. There's all these things to do. And this is the organized things, but Talk about the unorganized things. Like, yeah. I've already done so many things unorganized. You know, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a huge music person, so like, I started a, a music collaborative playlist for the whole group. We have a WhatsApp. Uh-huh. If I want to go watch the sunset, I'll be like, "Who's down to go see the sunset with me?" I mean, it's so nice to have always the options of doing something with the group, but yeah. I can just go to my apartment and do something by myself if that's, that's what I want. So yeah. it's all out there for you, and it's amazing.
0: It almost sounds like when you're in college and you do a semester abroad or something like that, (laughs) that like it doesn't have the academic component to it. However, I think that what you're describing sounds like an incredible educational experience because you are fully immersing yourself in that culture for, you know, a month, which is, you know, you, you sort of get away from all the touristy things or you you do all of them in the beginning, you know, you have to, but then you really start to understand the culture, the people. And, you know, that's something that you can't just read in a textbook. It's something that you need to experience. So it sounds to me like you're doing a a year abroad, you know, in in a program for college. And what I think is really cool is that, you know, oftentimes when we're in college, we're so young that, yeah, we might understand that this is like a cool experience, but being a, a tiny bit, you know, older, understanding yourself more and then being able to kind of pick and choose what you're doing and what you are drawn toward is yeah. something that is so special. I mean, this sounds this sounds amazing. Like,
1: <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> I know. Absolutely. And yeah, it's very similar. And funny enough, I always wanted to do a year abroad or a semester abroad and in school. And yeah. I always missed it. I never got the chance to. I missed it yeah. too many times. And this is in a way... <laughs> Uh, that but so much more and I'm so lucky to be able to do this while I'm working and I have income and I'm you know established in some sense because I'm not you know struggling to you know like couch surfing or or hostels and things like that and nothing wrong with that but I have a different standard of living now and and this is this caters to that right so and it's so nice to be around other people who are exactly in that Stage of their lives as well, um, yeah. you know. Forget about age, but it's more about like wanting to build something of your own and being able to curate a life that truly does fulfill you.
0: Yeah, I think I think there's so many different ways that you can kind of get educated these days. And you know, I I teach at Rice and at NYU, and I'm I'm a huge proponent of you know formal education. But I think that there's something to experiencing and and immersing yourself uh, somewhere that you just can't get out of sitting in a classroom and listening to somebody talk about something. It's the experiential part of it that almost grounds your learning. It's like you need both. Yeah. And the fact that there are people that are part of this community that are on the same path in a lot of ways, right? They they recognize that work and making money is something that has to be done. Right. Mm-hmm. But then being able to almost have it all and do it all is a new concept. You know, I don't yeah. I don't know necessarily that this is something that would have, uh, you know, been accepted, you know, Mm -hmm. 20 years ago. There are so many different things that are emerging where you can really self-direct your education.
1: Yes. Yeah. Amazingly said. And I really agree. And I want to speak to something that you said earlier about, you know, the experiences. And it's not something you can learn in a textbook. And for me, something that I've also witnessed and recognized more is that a lot of my learning happens after when I'm reflecting, when I'm journaling, when I'm on my own, maybe a month later, you mm-hmm. know, and having that experience is obviously it imprints you and you sometimes don't even recognize how much until you've been able to reflect and go in words. Yeah. So I love that. I'm a huge proponent of experiential learning.
0: Yeah. And then, and then the reflection I think is, Something that is super important. It reminds me, we went to Germany over the, the summer. I went as part of with Rice. Uh-huh. And then my family met us afterwards, uh, met me afterwards. And we did a whole, you know, Prague, Switzerland, Germany vacation. We were traveling like almost every single day, which was crazy. And it was Mm -hmm. my husband and myself and my two teenage boys, although I guess one is not a teenager anymore. He's 21. But when we were sort of traveling around, you know, there's a lot of decisions that you have to make. And there's, you know, even just four people all having our different ideas of, of what we think is fun or interesting, our different food preferences, time that we like to eat, you know, all these different things. And so it was difficult to kind of get everybody on the same page. And when you have, you know, two brothers like my, my <laughs> sons who don't always want to compromise, um, it can mm-hmm. be very challenging. And so during the trip, there were many times that it was very challenging uh, mm-hmm. for one reason or another. And as a mother, I guess it never ends, but I was very frustrated with my my kids and i thought to myself you know there were a couple of times where i was like this sucks you know i i just want to have i want to have a good time i'm somebody yeah. that really likes to go with the flow and you know yeah. it doesn't matter sort of what we do just that we're all doing these things and we're doing it together and yeah. if we happen across something it's like the magic of it yeah. and i have i think that perspective cuz i'm a little bit older and maybe you know traveled mm-hmm. a little bit more so I was disappointed in a lot of ways with the trip because I, I wanted it to, to be a little bit easier, mm. like emotionally. Uh-huh. And so I thought my older son didn't have the greatest time. And then he started oh. talking to people about uh-huh. the trip. And what an incredible time he had, and how much he enjoyed it, and all these different things, oh. and you know, my husband and I kind of looked at each other like, Were we on the same track, <laughs> but it, it I think the the point is that when when you do take a step back and sort of think through everything that you've just done and what it means and how you're now changed as a person because of what you experienced, there yeah. that's where appreciation Mm. I think maybe like goes a little bit deeper like you might appreciate it in the moment Mm. I didn't think my kids did because they didn't act like it but Mm. afterwards there there was this great sense of appreciation and also Mm. like joy for what we did so I think what you said before about you know, not only having the experience, but making sure that you include as part of that experience, the practice of reflection.
1: That's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm so curious about your trip now. I'm just imagining like you expect, are you thinking that they're having a horrible time and they're like, no, I actually really enjoyed it. Uh, But, you know, I think people just show, expressions or feelings or emotions differently and it takes different time to or people take their own time to process and in the moment they might not seem like they're enjoying it but yeah like I said taking time afterwards to reflect it might be different you know because the learning sometimes comes afterwards yeah I love that you share that
0: yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. And so I think it's super interesting that you're at the very beginning part of very your beginning. journey. A yeah. <laughs> so I know, I know. It's it's like right at the, you know, it's brand new. You're in the honeymoon stage.
1: <laughs> Literally in the honeymoon stage. Oh my so gosh. I'm I think so that there's gonna be yeah. Afterwards, like we yeah. talked about it, you know, maybe midway, like let's do another one and then like yes. at the end we'll do another one and see what has transpired, what has happened and yeah. yeah I'm excited to to unfold this. I love how
0: what you've also been doing, not only traveling for the joy of it, but you mentioned it before you you talked about i I did a lot of you know inner work type of a thing, and so I think that that's also really important for everybody who's listening. Um, I talk about this a lot in my classes with entrepreneurship we do a lot of inner reflection and I always say that who you are shows up in your business. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter, you know, if you, if you try to avoid it or not, that thing is coming up. So yeah. the more that you can get to know yourself, almost the yeah. better business person, entrepreneur that you can be. Yeah.
1: And human. <laughs> human. I think, yeah. yeah. I think the best yeah. people are the ones who have spent a lot of time going inwards yeah. and, uh, it's funny that you bring this up because I thought about it earlier today when I was journaling and reflecting because, you know, even though I am having this amazing experience and traveling and and things are so exciting, it's not always peaches and rainbows. It's not always fun. It's not always joyful. It can actually be the complete opposite because you're also away from home. You're away from all your, you know, your loved ones and the comfort of, you know, what you know, and a lot of the times people travel to escape their problems but that sometimes traveling can sometimes put a spotlight on them because no matter Mm -hmm. where you are your problems follow you right you truly can't escape that and I've had many times many days where you know I've been alone and I've been my problems are in a way right beside me right inside of me and I can't escape it and Thank God for my practices, for all the work I've done, for all the tools in my toolbox. That's what I thought about today. Thank God that I have all of this, all these ways that I can come back to ground, come back to center, you know, um, connect with my higher self because otherwise it is really hard. For example, I'll get lost. Yeah. You can get way more lost. And I'll give you an example. So when I left, When I embarked on my uh, travel the world journey before COVID 2020, January 2020, I had just left my corporate job. I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. I was not making any money. I was traveling alone in Europe. I'm thinking this is going to be the best time of my life. And there were days where I was just eating chips and watching Netflix and not knowing Mm -hmm. where the hell I was going, what the hell I was doing. And it was really hard because I had no sense of direction, you know, but... Mm. In a way, I'm grateful that I had to quarantine and spend all that time with myself and do all Mm -hmm. that work on myself to not be who I am today, that when I am traveling and I am away from comfort and all that, I'm with myself. And I'm so lucky to be in a place where I like myself and I've learned to like myself and the aspects of myself that I may not like, I know how to deal with them and I know who to turn to if I'm struggling.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. That is so beautiful. I, and, you know, I think that we don't take the time and, you know, the pandemic was such an awful thing. I I wish it never happened, of course, but there were definitely some things that it did for us as human beings. And I hear a lot from people that it allowed us to kind of go inward and do a lot of this reflection Um, And it doesn't, it doesn't mean that everything that you sort of reflected upon and and went in on was comfortable or, or good, or, you know, maybe it it brought up, I mean, for me, I'm still struggling through like a lot of different things and, Mm -hmm. you know, the pandemic, I think just kind of uh, put a spotlight on those things, but everybody is on a journey um, of one sort or another. And I just love that you, it's, you know, I thought about two things when you were talking. I, I thought about the phrase, which, which I love. I think it's cute and also very profound. You know, wherever you go, there you are. Wherever you go, there you are.
1: <laughs> yes, I think that's what I was thinking about. too. So I'm oh, glad you pulled it out of that.
0: Me. <laughs> I love that so much. Then the second thing is just that, you know, a place, has impact on you and you have an impact on the place. And I think that there's a lot of wisdom in that. So, yeah. And, you know, I'm just... I'm so excited that you're on this journey. I'm lit- living a little vicariously through you. I-, I always love to kind of start our conversations like, you yes. know, where in the world is Yuri today? Yes. Um, <laughs> oh my my gosh. background
1: is always different. Like, it's I think always different. Thing, we've had yeah. weekly calls now for how many months? Like uh, and and yeah. every single week. Somewhere different every, every time.
0: <laughs> there was Miami in there too. There was so. Miami in there for a yeah. little bit. Yeah, yeah. 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 So there there was, you know, and it's just been just so wonderful getting to know you. And that's why I wanted to bring you on this podcast, because I think that a lot of people can um, be inspired by you and inspired by your journey. It's very individual and you're you're putting it together and you're learning as you're going along. And that's why I really want to keep this conversation going to yeah. kind of see, cause you're, you're in it, you know, you, you yeah. are traveling the path right now. Oftentimes we talk to people at the end of their journey and they mm. tell us about what happened. Right. You're in that journey right now. Yeah. So yeah, I just, I cannot wait to uh, continue to watch all this incredible progress and just, you know, uh, learn, learn from everything that you're
1: doing. Yeah, that's beautiful. And, and one thing I also want to add, which is, I don't know what the word is to describe, but every journey that Remote Year offers is named something. It's mm. named after somebody's name, after something monumental. There's all, it's been a lot of names. And serendipitously enough, <laughs> this journey is called the Yuri journey. No, it's not. So they actually named it after someone named Yuri. That's and so weird. I don't know if weird is the word, but it's quite crazy. Yeah, like I'm like, what? I didn't know that. So, so, oh my God, I can go on forever about this because my name is very unique. I have barely met Yuri's in my life and Yuri's also very unique. Like I said, a unique name. It's Russian for a male. So sometimes people think I'm going to be a Russian man, which is not who I am. But yes, this journey is called the Yuri journey. So in our chat, it's called the Yuri chat the community leaders go like hey yuris the yuritos yuristas yuri friends your yuri bucket list on the marketplace on the marketplace you can pick things for yuri like there's literally yuri everywhere and funny enough because ivana introduced our group to someone um recently and she's recently on Friday, and she goes, uh this is the Yuri group and the Yuri lady <laughs> 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 because, and she'll go Yuri and to the group, and I'll turn around like someone's calling my name, <laughs> I yeah. have to get used to this because it's gonna yeah. happen a lot for the next year,
0: yeah, oh my God, this is so, so incredible, and yeah, I do think it's serendipitous, and you know at yeah. that time, and then this this is for you. So I just, I want to thank you so much for spending time with me here today and for sharing your journey and, you know, definitely invited back in another six months (laughs) and then 12 months. We'll keep, we'll keep track of everything. So thank you so much, Yuri. And if people do want to just kind of, you know, reach out to you and, and, you know, get to know you a little bit better, maybe hear about that program a little bit more. How can they get in touch with you?
1: Yes. Well, uh, I'm on Instagram, so you can send me a message, Yuri Chisu. So, Y U R I C H U S U. And yes, thank you so much, Adrian, for this lovely honor. This is actually my very first podcast. And it is so special for me because I've worked with Adrian for a little bit now. So, I'm, <laughs> you know, being on the back end of something and you not know, being on the front end of something is quite a 360 moment. So, it's yeah. been an honor. And thank you so much. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh, my pleasure. Well, thank you, Yuri, and safe travels everywhere and just enjoy every experience.
1: Thank you so much.